Welcome to eConversations, the NJEDA podcast. I'm your host, Ty Cooper, Senior Vice President for Policy and Communications at NJEDA. Today I'm speaking with Brian Sabina, Senior Vice President of the Office of Economic Transformation, and Kathleen Coviello, Executive Vice President of Technology, Life Sciences, and Entrepreneurship. Brian and Kathleen are leading the NJEDA's efforts to grow New Jersey's innovation economy and foster the most diverse innovation ecosystem in the country. Brian, your office has a huge title, the Office of Economic Transformation, or we like to call it OET. For folks who aren't familiar, can you explain what sorts of transformations you're driving and what you and your team focus on? Well, thanks for having me, Ty. Exciting to be here. Uh, <laughs> excited to be with Kathleen. Yeah, the OET is trying to take on some, some big challenges. Uh, Governor Murphy's focused a lot on the innovation economy. And one of the things that we know is that if we focus on sectors and companies that can sell services and goods outside of our economy, our economy, then we'll get dollars back. And when we get those dollars back, um, those dollars can circulate in our economy and grow even more jobs and even more companies. So we at OET focus on how do we create the right uh, ecosystem, uh, the right support system uh, to help companies uh, in with these kind of innovation sectors grow. And those innovation sectors are technology, life sciences, uh, new things like offshore wind and clean energy, uh, stalwarts of our economy that we're trying to get kickstarted again, things like advanced manufacturing, advanced transport and logistics, uh, finance and professional services. All of those are kind of key parts of our innovation economy that we are looking to really kickstart and, and get going. And sports betting is no part of that too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> New Jersey has this amazing uh, head start in the sports uh, wagering industry. Uh, New Jersey currently has the, the most sports betting of anywhere in the country. We passed Las Vegas uh, in the amount of sports betting. And heck, if we're doing that much sports betting in the state, shouldn't we own all the technology and Absolutely. services, Absolutely. businesses, uh, and should we make it a great place for those companies to locate, whether they're coming from Europe or they're homegrown here? We want to be uh, a leader in that space. So that's an example of the sorts of kind of things that we're looking at in new industries that New Jersey can lead in. That's awesome. So transformation often requires innovation. Governor Murphy often talks about the need to grow New Jersey's innovation economy. What is OET doing to support innovative companies? So when we think about innovation oh, and, and what makes a company grow or a sector grow, uh, I think we realize that the answer isn't obvious. It's not always complex, right? There's a bunch of different levers that you could pull, right? So perhaps the answer is uh, making sure that we have the right talent, and that's something we hear from companies all the time. Maybe it is we need to make sure we have the right capital for companies to grow and that they need access to that. Sometimes it's we need to have the right ecosystem. So uh, do companies have a physical place to grow and do they have connections to other companies? Sometimes it's about are we championing the companies that we have and are we talking about the great things that are already happening here in New Jersey? So our job at OET is within each of our sectors, whether it's sports betting or offshore wind or life sciences and technology, which are cores of our economy, is to look at that sector figure out what are those levers that we should pull? What's the most important thing that we need to do to make sure that the sector is poised to grow and those companies are poised to grow? And let's go attack that problem. So when we are thinking about you know, the tech sector more purely and entrepreneurship more purely, I think we're thinking a lot about uh, are we, do we have the right ecosystem? Are we building physical spaces like the hub project that the governor announced? Can you uh, talk a little bit more about that for folks that don't really know what that is? Sure. So. If you look at the places that we compete against uh, globally and, and across the country, uh, we're 
companies are considering moving or growing places like uh, South San Francisco, places like uh, Northern Virginia, New York Mm -hmm. City, a lot of these places have just this cool, hip feeling to a lot of their, their physical built space, and that attracts companies. So, you know, we at New Jersey, we have a lot of those spaces already that are burgeoning, whether it's Newark or Jersey City or Hoboken, or uh, there are some areas across kind of that are New Brunswick to Princeton corridor mm-hmm. where we have life sciences uh, stuff bubbling up. But the governor really wanted to make a, a signature push in this area. And we said, what better place to do it than New Brunswick? Absolutely. The heart of our city in an urban area next to a major research institution with all of those students uh, and everything that's happening with the life right sciences. Right by the train industry. station. Yeah, on the <laughs> Northeast the Corridor. Center. So it makes just a ton of sense to do it right there. Yeah. And you know what we've done is we've said there's a big hole in the ground literally right <laughs> next to the train station. Shouldn't that be a center of innovation and can we build a physical space? We've partnered with Devco, a local developer in New Brunswick, a nonprofit developer that's done tremendous things in that space in the city. And we've said, how do we create that next Kendall Square, but in New Jersey and make sure that we have and better and better. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So that's like an example of a physical space where we're we're trying to make a big play there. Um, You know, that complements what we already have in our North Brunswick, Mm -hmm. uh, New Jersey Bioscience Center, a physical incubator space there. We have actually have 25 plus incubator spaces across the state that have enrolled in our NJ Ignite program uh, where the state is partnering with those innovation spaces to get to give entrepreneurs free rent and make sure that they're participating in that ecosystem. So lots lots going on. <laughs> there is a ton going on. I have to say your energy is truly infectious. Um, New Jersey's diverse workforce is one of our state's proudest assets, but the innovation ecosystem in the United States has, has historically lacked diversity. How is OET encouraging and supporting diversity in the startup sector? Yeah, this is incredibly important topic. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at companies who are in these innovation sectors who are thinking about where do they locate their next investment or where do they grow their company, access to a diverse workforce is incredibly important. It's not just important because you know everybody wants diversity. It's important because it leads to better business outcomes. So you get a better return on your investment? Yes. You so go. you get better <laughs> ideas out. You get a higher yeah, return. Yeah. Um, yep. it, you get a, more of a diversity of uh, different types of solutions, uh, mm-hmm. and that leads to faster growth and, and, and better uh, financial returns. And because of that, we think New Jersey is really well positioned to have the most diverse and inclusive innovation ecosystem uh, in the country. Governor Murphy put this as one of the five goals in our overall economic development plan, and we are trying to live that across all of our programs. So if you look at our venture fund investment program, uh, we've included diversity uh, bonuses in that program to make sure that we're encouraging funders in the space uh, to to be best in class around diversity and inclusion. If you look at our film tax credit, another new program, uh, there's diversity components in that program. And one of the things we're really excited about is as we expand our angel tax credit in 2020, we not only are going from 10% to 20% uh, return for company, uh, investors who are investing in uh, early stage New Jersey companies, mm-hmm. but if that company is in an opportunity zone or it is a minority woman owned business, they can get a 5% bonus uh, on their uh, in terms of their tax credit they get back. And that's really powerful in terms of putting our uh, dollars in our commitments where our priorities are. And I would say one of the important things I've noticed that you and Tim are also leading is working hand-in-hand with our Chief Diversity Officer, Hester Agadosi. 
um, she and her team have been, you know, working with you guys on some of this, these new programs that you're focusing on. And I think that's critically important, A, as a state, that we have somebody that's kind of heralding these issues, but also that we're taking this work seriously into heart at EDA by having her work with us on some of these big projects as well. Yeah, and I would say it's not even just Tim and myself. It is across the board. Um, and Kathleen and her team mm -hmm. are working with Hester uh, all the time and all of these changes whether it's venture fund or angel tax credit i know our team that was working on the the film tax credit as well has been engaging with hester so uh, making sure that hester is part of the process as we build programs from day one is part of how we're trying to do business differently here at eda and the last prompt i have to have and it's a shameless plug because we did so much great work with Rutgers. you guys held the first diversity founders and funders roundtable recently bringing together um, funders of funders and also founders of startups as well. So I think that's something really cool that we're looking forward to happening more. And you guys are at the forefront of this work. So truly exciting. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> it's uh, important that we start having the conversations as well as driving that change across our programs. And we think that creates a really sustainable competitive advantage for New Jersey in the long term. Very cool. This has been fantastic. Thanks so much, Brian. Thank you. So Kathleen, Brian gave us a 10,000 foot view of OET's work to grow New Jersey's innovation ecosystem. But you are the one on the ground meeting face to face with company leaders in the tech and life science sectors. Can you give us a bit more detail on how your office supports these companies and what resources are actually available for them? Uh, sure. So that's that's a loaded question because there's a <laughs> lot that we do, Ty. Um, the technology and life science team works with companies at all stages of their life cycle. So we are working with very young companies who don't know um, about the resources in the state, don't know where they should locate their businesses, don't know um, how to find an investor. So we have programs like the New Jersey Founders and Funders where they can secure mentoring and input from investors. We help them put together a two-page executive summary on how to pitch investors. And then many folks listening today might have heard of the NJ Ignite program that the governor announced last summer uh, to help companies find a place, a home in New Jersey. And we're, again, that's some of the early stage support. And we're working at that entry point with young companies. But then we're also working with the larger companies in the state, um, helping them connect on labor requirements and labor demands, helping them connect with the various resources in the state relative to academia. Uh, so, for example, um, many folks don't know that the state launched a portal called Research with New Jersey just about two years ago as well. Uh, that's a terrific way for some of our investors, some of our corporate partners to have a look into our universities to find out what's going on there, to find out what type of seasoned professionals and uh, credentialed research is going on. So everything in between, I would say, um, from start to, to, to uh, large public companies, we're touching within the technology and life science team. And what we say to companies is, if you don't know us at the EDA, um, please, we would love to connect because you're probably not aware of all of the resources. And I just gave you a handful of examples. No, I think that's definitely true. I think there's a lot of folks that don't know about the amazing amount of resources we do have here. And I want to hit on NJ Ignite one more time. Um, our economist recently did a piece on small businesses and also on the importance of startups. How important is it for startups to have a home base? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So um, we meet with a lot of entrepreneurs and what we've heard from them uh, is entrepreneurship is lonely, right? <laughs> and um, trying to do this uh, can be discouraging. If you're alone, you hear a lot of no's relative to uh, folks you're trying to sell to, relative to investors you're trying to pitch to. And collaboration is key to advancing the innovation economy. And so um, the NJ Ignite program allows these entrepreneurs not only to find a home, but to find a home with other like-minded entrepreneurs. It's like a home and a family all in one. Hopefully, hopefully. (laughs) And hopefully there's no squabbling. Um, (laughs) And what's interesting too, as part of the Ignite program is um, our agreement with these host sites to put on training. And um, so that comes in lots of different forms, but everyone um, who uh, hosts one of these sites, the managers, has agreed not only to provide free rent um, to these startups in collaboration with the rent uh, that's granted from the EDA, but also to provide uh, know-how to them. So you will see that they have... um, IP attorneys come in and talk about when and how to patent your technology. They'll have um, investors come in and say what they're looking for a pitch. Um, And it's not always about money. Uh, We have our own life science incubator, as you know, in North Brunswick uh, called the New Jersey Bioscience Center. There we have folks come in and talk about regulatory requirements, about lab requirements. Um, And each facility that participates in Ignite, and there's 18 um, so far and growing um, has their own flavor. So um, the Cocoa uh, Ignite site up in uh, Summit, they're focused on female entrepreneurs. Um, So again, we know that um, there's common themes throughout entrepreneurship, but each uh, site has its own little flavor. um, And the mentorship and the companionship and the collaboration that happens from these entrepreneurs colliding uh, is so vital to their success. So if you come to New Jersey, you find a home and you get help. So I really like that. Um, Really quickly, we talked to Brian about diversity. And I want to point out that you've been leading VC efforts for years in the state. And we talked before, and you've often been the only woman in the room. I would love for you to talk a little bit about that journey, if you're comfortable, and then also the, the way we're heading now with EDA. But I think it's really impressive, the career that you've had, the folks that you've mentored around the state and nationally. So I think it's important for folks to know, especially women in this space, A, you're not alone, and that we have an OG right here at EDA. <laughs> Uh, Thanks, Ty. Yeah. So, you know, I started my career in banking uh, and then transitioned from small and middle market banking over to venture banking, um, really because I enjoyed working with entrepreneurs um, and and getting a little bit of an opportunity to ride on their coattails, um, particularly when they're successful. It's a (laughs) lot of fun to share in those big wins. Um, As we all know, that doesn't always happen. And sometimes you're 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 crying alongside of them. Um, but the investor community has come a long way uh, in the uh, 20 years that I have been focused on this sector. Um, you know, early uh, in my career, uh, when I sat around um, uh, investment tables as a limited partner in various funds, I usually was the only woman um, that was there. It was just something I, I got used to. Um, I learned a lot from my uh, male colleagues and uh, male VCs, and I, and I thank them for that. Um, you know, it was uh, open arms when I came to New Jersey uh, and transitioned into this market. Um, you know, folks like John Martinson, who are really a legend in the mm-hmm. industry, um, have 
it has really helped educate me uh, as I came up, came up the learning curve on this. You know, the the forerunner in the technology field in New Jersey um, are the trade groups that are run by that were run by women. Um, so New Jersey Technology Council was founded by Maxine Ballin, a legend in the technology industry uh, in New Jersey and probably one of the most well-connected folks I know in the state, and Debbie Hart at BioNJ. Um, so it was great to see these roles for women in the state. They were partnering and really contributing to the collaboration in the state, um, but not actively investing when I first uh, landed in New Jersey. But fast forward, um, you know, Debbie Hart, I know uh, personally has been involved in some angel investing and Maxine Ballin helped found the New Jersey Tech Council's first venture fund uh, in collaboration with the EDA and first angel group in collaboration with the EDA. I, I will give a plug to Aaron Price, who's now the chair of the Tech Council. Um, uh, and doing exciting things as well there. So we're seeing, you know, new lifeblood in the state, um, which is creating new opportunities as well. I think it's amazing that you have been lifting while you've been climbing this entire time and really lending a hand to others as well. So that's amazing. Um, one initiative we've been hearing about a lot recently is the Angel Investor Tax Credit, which recently expanded. Can you tell us about that program and how it's also recently changed? Oh, yeah, sure. Happy to. So, you know, New Jersey's had an angel tax credit for a few years now. It's been a little bit sleepy compared to some of our competitor states. At least that's what we've heard from the marketplace at 10%. It doesn't move the needle. Um, but we're thrilled that Governor Murphy signed an enhancement to the tax credit into law goes into effect January 1, 2020. Mark the date on your calendars. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, our team is fielding calls left and right. Folks are gearing up for it. Um, you know, some really interesting things about the New Jersey Angel Investor Tax Credit. Um, one is it's a refundable tax credit. So we hear all the times from folks out of state, um, well, how does that work? I don't live in state. Listen, we welcome money and investors to come into New Jersey and look at the great technologies that we have here. Um, and what's even more powerful for these investors is that they too can participate in this investor tax credit. Um, and if they don't have any offsetting liability in the state, the state sends them a check. Wow. So I literally had inv an investor from Boston call me and say, it worked. I got my check. <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. Uh, out of out of country investors have taken advantage of it. We've seen investors from China. Um, we have seen investors um, from South Korea, uh, particularly in the life science side. We see a lot of international investors. In addition, insiders can take advantage of it. So if you are a member of a management team and you own less than eighty percent of a company, you are usually writing a check into that company. Mm -hmm. You're alongside all of your investors lockstep um, to support the growth of your company. Well, you too can take advantage of this tax credit. That's the best conversation I have with an entrepreneur when they say, I'm struggling, you know, you're, you're living hand to mouth and I've, I've taken everything I have and put it into this company. And we say, well, you know what? You can get a tax credit for the money that you have also invested. The key is it can't be refundable. So no convertible notes or promissory notes but if it's an investment in exchange for equity, that'll work. Um, you know, I think some of the other interesting things, we, we get compared quite a bit to Maryland. Their investor tax credit has a lot of um, promotion around it. Theirs is an auction that happens once a year. Wow. 
Um, so I've heard stories of investors in the same company, literally at their computers, competing <laughs> for a timestamp to get into the program. Um, it's like buying something on eBay. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So many minutes remaining. Um, you know, ours is a rolling. So you have six months after you invest to apply for it. We think um, we'll probably be oversubscribed. It's a $25 million annual pool. To date, uh, it's averaged anywhere between 11 and $13 million of that pool used. With this bump up from a 10% tax credit to a 20% tax credit next year, we, we know we're going to see a lot more activity. And the other piece that I'll mention that we're really excited about is um, a bonus. So um, as you know, Ty, there is a um, 5% bonus on top of this, uh, 20% tax credit if you invest in a New Jersey certified woman or minority business awesome. or one in an opportunity zone. There you go. So I would say, Maryland, we're coming for you. I think we're ahead of the curve now. And I think New Jersey really is taking the necessary steps to become the most diverse innovation ecosystem in the nation. And a lot of that is because of the work that you've been doing, that you've, build, you've been building up. Is there anything else or any other programs that you want to talk about? Uh, I would say there's more to come. Um, <laughs> the, the EDA is running at a quick pace. Um, the market, I think, is starting to see um, a lot of great impact. And um, stay tuned for more on the horizon. Uh, fingers crossed on the timing on the Evergreen Fund. I think folks have heard uh, the team talk about that quite a bit in the market. We think bringing capital um, is really important to help the entrepreneurial community. So angel tax credit is very important as well as venture capital um, to help that uh, uh, spur that part of the economy. I couldn't agree more. And you've talked a lot about your team. Is there somewhere folks can get in touch with your team if they have any questions or want to take advantage of any of the programs you've talked about today? Uh, yes. Uh, so njeda.com forward slash TLS for Tech and Life Sciences will bring you right to our webpage and we have all of our contacts there. Um, and again, uh, we're, any of us are happy to speak with anyone in the state that wants to grow their business. I love it. Thank you so much, Kathleen. My pleasure, Ty. Thank you.